0: Hey there, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. One of my favorite talks of Neville's is the unalloyed. Saying it's my favorite it doesn't really convey uh, the profound impact this one lecture has had on me from the very first time I heard it. Now, back then, I was only interested in what Neville calls the law, the law of assumption. I was only focused on, you know, the getting of things and becoming somebody different, something different in my life, making changes. And that is wonderful. I talk to many people who have no interest in the promise, which is perfectly all right, as Neville would say we're here to fulfill desires and as we do that as we practice this art of imagining and learn the law of assumption how to apply that in every area of our life this awakening that is inevitable starts to happen we begin that journey it was later when i'd heard this lecture again i noticed how beautifully neville weaved the promise into it it really is for me a beautiful lecture there's so much in this it's so thick with good stuff there's no way i can touch on everything that i want to in this one episode not without making it at least an hour long <laughs> and this one is heavy with biblical references and i know many people uh, have no interest in the bible they've never read the bible they don't care to start reading it now and that's okay. Whether you've read the Bible or not, to understand what Neville's saying here, you need to understand that the God of Israel that he keeps ref- referencing, referring to from the Old Testament is I am. That's God's name. That's what Moses meets on the mountaintop within him. It's just a state. Moses is a state of consciousness in all of us. We're we begin to awaken when we learn that the power that we thought was outside of us is really within us as our own awareness of being. Moses name means to be born, to draw out. And Israel is each one of us. It means to rule as God or he, who rules as God. So when I learn that this God that I've worshiped as a being outside of me is really my own awareness of being my true being, I am Israel, I begin that exodus, as Neville explains in this lecture. I make the choice and I begin the exodus from this age to that age. Now, I kept pulling quotes from this lecture. Uh, I ended up nearly quoting the whole thing, so I'm going to use just a few today. And today I'm talking about tense keeping the tents relative to who I am, or rather moving from I will be to I am. Here's the first quote. We're making our exodus from this age into another age. And the exodus of man begins when man accepts the God of Israel. If the journey seems long, it's only because the children of Israel, those who have accepted the God of Israel, find it difficult to keep the tents. For the God of Israel is, I am. That's his name forever. And he goes on to say, when I find it difficult to keep the tents, then the journey seems very long. And we will move when we have completely accepted the God of Israel. So tonight, when you know exactly what you want, you sleep in the assumption that you are already the man that you want to be, and fall asleep in that state, and that state will externalize itself in your world. You either do it or say, I will be that man and delay the process. May I tell you, you'll never reach I will be. You can only reach I am it. I can tell you those times in my life when I haven't been successful uh, expressing a desired state. It's when I have not kept the tense. And I used to, uh, I wasn't very good at catching that very quickly early on. I would go days, maybe weeks sometimes before I realized that I was no longer being it. Instead of I am it, I was, I will be it, or I will be it one day, or maybe even, gee, I don't think I'll ever be it. I'm not doing this right. I must not be imagining correctly because things seem like they've gotten worse. I'm no good at this. And I see other people thriving, all those dang success stories. <laughs> all of these things instead of I am it. And I was delaying it. I was delaying being it by dwelling in these other states, by not keeping the tents. Neville goes on to say, one day man will find it. One day this tree, for we are the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and this cloven pine will be riven from top to bottom and the imprisoned spirit set free. Every one of us, but not until we completely accept the God of Israel, and the God of Israel is simply, I am. You can start this night from where you are to where you would like to be in the world of Caesar, led by the God of Israel. In other words, when you know what you are and you know what you would like to be instead of what you seem to be, you assume I am that. Assuming that I am that, or I am it, or I am he, call it what you will, and sleep in the assumption that you are really the being you would like to be. Sleeping in the state, you move across a bridge of incident that leads you forward toward the fulfillment of your assumption. But when you forget the tense and you say, I will be, or I was, or or in any other way, you delay the journey. And it seems so long because man in his journey finds it difficult to keep the tense of the God he promised to worship. You might've noticed that I haven't been recording episodes or publishing episodes as often as I usually do. I've been spending a lot of time with my family. Over the last few weeks, I've gotten a great deal of emails and messages from people. And I thank you, each and every one of you for those. A majority of those messages, although uh, the specifics, the very details were different, they all involved, or most of them involved, a similar theme, um, a frustration, or uh, if not frustration, a wondering what am I doing wrong here? I really just have not had time to answer each and every one of them, but I really think this episode will go a long way to answering those questions. How are you so certain that the events happening are not part of a bridge of incident bringing you to your wish fulfilled? How can you be so sure? I can tell you many stories from my own life that Uh, When looking at events from a certain point of view, they seem like they're taking me in, in a direction so far away from what I want. But then it turns out that those things were exactly the right thing to happen at the right time to bring me to the fulfillment of my desire. So how can you be so sure that things aren't unfolding perfectly for you? I know when I'm wondering that, when i'm feeling that frustration or just contemplating it um, i wonder if i'm doing this right well i'm not in the state i'm not keeping the tents in the same lecture neville refers to a letter that he received from someone who was talking about how awful the country was and neville speaking to that person He didn't know the person, it was an unsigned letter, but he was speaking to this audience in case that person was in attendance. He warned, we are incapable of discussing anything as an object that is independent of imagining on some level or levels. I tell you, imagining creates reality. There is no fiction in our world. So if you believe that, if you really believe that there is no fiction, and that imagining creates reality, why spend time pondering why you're not good at expressing the states you desire? Why continue giving life to that? It's like the two thieves next to Jesus on the cross. Jesus, our own I am-ness, crucified on this cross of man, this human form. That's each one of us. And those two thieves are always with us. One thief is constantly looking back at yesterday and giving us all kinds of reasons to regret something we did or get upset or remain upset at something he, sh- he did or she said. The other thief is pulling our attention to tomorrow, worrying about how things might turn out, how awful life can be, or just stealing our attention to things in this world doesn't have to be something negative. Both faculties of the mind, the thieves, are stealing our attention away from the only truth, the God of Israel, I am. It isn't what I was or what I will be or what I might be. It is and can only always be who and what I am in this present moment, the eternal now not yesterday or last week or 30 years ago or tomorrow or next week or next year. It's now. Who am I being right now? What state am I living from right now? What end am I living from right now? So if circumstances seem to be shouting at you like the thieves on the cross telling you that you aren't who you claim to be, I remember what you did last week. I remember how you reacted to them. (laughs) Don't accept it. If what you're experiencing right now isn't the end you imagined, do not accept it as a failure. Don't accept it as final. You can, it's up to you. You and only you can give it meaning. You can choose to see it as evidence of failure. I've done that plenty of times. You can see it as an interesting part of your little adventure, bringing you to the fulfillment of your desire, or you can give it no meaning at all. That's the beauty of this. You give it meaning. You've imagined the end. Now that end, what you've experienced in imagination is the reality. Now your faith in that imagined end, your loyalty to that end is the only thing that matters, not today's events, not yesterday's events. Do not accept it. You have always have the right of refusal and only you. Remind yourself, I've already experienced this in my imagination. I have felt it. I've seen it. I've heard it. And I'm going to continue feeling it, seeing it, and hearing it until it's fully expressed in my life. And I will continue being it as long as I want to until I want to try out something new. We're always moving through states, expanding in our awareness of who we are and what is really possible. For me, the suffering, the agony of not seeing it expressed in my life can only happen when I'm not keeping the tense, when I'm not in the state of my wish fulfilled, I'm not being it, I'm not living in the end, living from the end, seeing the world from this new state of consciousness. When I'm not doing that is when the this... Ugh, oh my God, what am I doing wrong kind of feeling comes up. How I react to something will tell me immediately the tense I'm keeping, the state I'm in. I choose each and every moment who and what I am and when I am. (laughs) I can keep my desires just out of reach by dwelling in I'm almost there. I will be there. I might be. Oh, I hope this works. In the Old Testament, Joshua puts the choice to the people of Israel in the book of Joshua. (laughs) He tells them, choose this day whom you'll serve. And he goes on to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And remember, The Lord is I am, my I am, your I am. And the people of Israel declare they will serve the Lord too. That's you and me. I will turn to my own awareness of being, my imagination. But the people of Israel faltered, just like we might. I know I've done it. We hear someone like Neville, or we learn of it through some other experience, that consciousness is the only reality. And we commit to living by our imagination, to exploring this, to practicing the art of imagining, to really finding out, remembering who we really are. But we forget. We notice one day we're looking outside of ourselves again reacting to and blaming or crediting others for what we're experiencing. In a story in the Old Testament that's presented as happening years after Joshua's declaration and the people of Israel's declaration, their promise to serve I Am, here's Elijah reminding the people of Israel, once again, that the choice is theirs The choice is yours. The choice is mine. In first Kings, Elijah asks the people of Israel asks me, how long will you continue limping between two opinions? How long will you keep wavering between your imagination as the one cause and looking outside of yourself for things that seem to be the cause of your conditions? I need to decide to serve the Lord. I need to decide to rely on my imagination or decide to continue believing in powers outside of me. The choice is mine. It's always my choice. And if I say I choose the Lord, I'm saying I choose I am. I take responsibility. How long will I continue wavering between what I want and the state of consciousness of that desire's fulfillment. How long will I keep one foot in the state of lack and my other foot reaching for the state of that desire's fulfillment? I rarely have a problem deciding what I want. But it's the wavering between the two states, between the state of not having it, that state of want, that state of lack, and the state of the wish fulfilled. I'm sure you've felt that. You've imagined yourself into the state of your wish fulfilled. But then the next day you notice you're, (laughs) oh my God, what am I doing? How long will I continue hesitating? Do I really believe I can be the person I want to be? Do I really believe imagining creates reality? If I do, then why do I pause instead of stepping right into and living from the state of my wish fulfilled? Now those stories, those aren't events that happened thousands of years ago. This is happening every day, every moment of our lives. That's why it says, choose this day whom you will serve. A popular lecture of Neville's and a parable in the New Testament is talking about the same thing, the pearl of great price. The kingdom of heaven, my imagination, is the pearl. And in the parable and in Neville's lecture, he says to sell off everything that we hold on to, that gives power to, or that we give our power to, second cause, anything. And it's not just a religious thing. Anytime that we're looking outside of us, and thinking we need them to make us happy. I need them to do this or that so I can feel the way I want to feel. Well, who do we serve? Do I believe imagining creates reality? Do I believe that I am, is that I am they're talking about in the Bible? Well, if I do, then why am I still hinging my happiness, my hopes, my dreams on the actions of others? Am I going to continue giving life to maybes and willbes, hope-sos? Or am I going to refuse to accept the facts that are before me and step into the state of I am it? It really doesn't matter what technique you use. You can find a different technique for every coach or manifestation teacher out there. What technique did you use to find this episode? Hmm. There's only one cause and that's God. God isn't something to be feared or worshiped outside of you. God is, I am my own awareness of being imagination. What I am imagining is what I will experience in my life. So what do I choose? Who or what do I choose to be? No matter my choice, it's just a mask, a persona hiding my true self. I get to decide. Only me and only you. No one can do it for me. I have to choose. If I sit around not choosing, I'll continue letting seeming others do the choosing for me. Who I am is I am. Unconditioned awareness. I'm not anything in particular, but I can be anything. I can attach anything I want to be to I am. In the same lecture, Neville says, I am is the actor and the assumption is the mask that the actor wears so you as the actor get to decide you don't have some director telling you what to do because you're the director too <laughs> and you wrote the script so let go of these ideas of you know wondering do i deserve something like this is this is that am i asking too much come on I know that, I've done that. I don't deserve this. Ooh, that's too much. (laughs) Who or what do you choose to be right now? It's up to you. I love you. I'm feeling twisty.